Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. No, we're not talking about your boxing career, Rob. <laughs> we're talking about Saved by the Bell because... Took he... me a while to figure out. Yeah. This, I, this was, music was immediately familiar. <laughs> I was trying to pick it. And then, uh, yeah, I heard the news this morning. Yeah, old Dustin Sad. Diamond screech. That's Unfortunately, a... uh, yeah, succumbed to lung cancer, apparently. So. Oh, oh, I thought it was COVID. Oh, no. Well, I thought it was COVID. We can start that rumor, Rob, if you lung like. No, cancer I believe with... it's lung cancer, yes. Uh, fair smoke. Oh, did it say 43? 44, I think, yeah. 44, were you, screech. Were you a no Saved longer. by the Bell fan? Uh, I, I did go through a period where I watched it. I think um, we all did. I, uh, Kelly Kapowski, surely. Kelly Kapowski, and I was actually a, more of a fan of that curly head, the taller one. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, Elizabeth her name was. Berkeley, who, yes. of course, immediately went on to Showgirls, Show wasn't it? Yeah. And that was very exciting for a young um, man when that I, came out. Oh, well, I can't. Quality movie. I, I can't say I've ever once seen it right through. I've oh. just watched selected scenes. Um, what was the uh, colour girl? I don't know. See, she didn't obviously clearly not went on to anything. I don't I Can't don't even recall. remember what she was called. No. Um, obviously, Sc- was it John Mark Gosler was uh, the... I can't even remember what he was called. Was he the muscly he, guy? The no, that was guy? Mario Lopez. That's Mario Lopez. Yeah. He's like a presenter guy now. Yeah, he does TMZ and things, I yeah, think. Yeah, loads and, of that. Uh, loads of that sort That of other stuff. guy, the main guy, Zach... Zach, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he did. Uh, he reappeared. The next thing I saw on was NYPD Blue. Oh, really? And he was actually he was yeah, a good actor, and and he was sort of more and more of a staunch, cool guy. He had short, dark hair. No right. more sort of uh, Brandon Walsh style. Okay, early nineties, no until no style. See, I wouldn't have got that. Haircut. I wouldn't have remembered that. No, right? Yeah, I definitely remember that quite clearly. Yeah, and I was a big fan of uh, Tiffany Amber Tyson. Yep, probably still am. Yeah, no, did, what, don't know what she, she's did, doing did now. She go on, she uh, also was on a bit of uh, Beverly Hills, wasn't she? Oh, was she? Wasn't she someone's cousin for a bit? Or was it Melrose <laughs> Place? I can safely say, Rob, mm. if you added up all the episodes of uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and yeah. Melrose Place yeah. and the other one, yeah. the total would come oh, to that, zero. Right. For me. Oh, that Michael of Melrose Place. So he's very smug. Very sure. Did you go to these girly parties on a Tuesday night where they all got together to watch Melrose Place? No, however, I will confess this one thing. (laughs) Yes. Um, This is actually a pretty staunch effort by me. Good work. So, my first year flat uni, of course, I told you. Oh, yes, last week. Was with four girls, myself and four girls. Right. And this one Monday night, it was like the grand final of Dawson's Creek. Oh, no. So, they did kind of organise a bit of a girls get to watch the grand final, but. The highlights, I didn't tell them it was the highlights, but yeah. the highlights of the last round of the British Open were on. Oh. And I was just to assert myself. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Only allowing them to watch it in, in shared stints. Oh, you're an awful man. You're an awful man. You should have saved that one for story time with Rob. Well, that's not a story. It's an anecdote. That's the end of it. You Beginning could, and end. I'm, I'm sure there would have There's been. There's no climactic point or punchline. There would have been daggers and there no, would have no, been. No. Uh... no, no, no. They still don't know to this day. Look, at the end of the day, it's Dawson's Creek. You want to watch it again and go find Dawson's it. Dawson's Creek. That was uh, another one I, I don't really want to 
For my life to be over, then and net. I do remember that part. Do you? Yeah, great um, sing along. Can't really remember any of the actors. The, the actors? Yeah. Katie Holmes. Oh, yeah, That's Katie where she Holmes, came out of it. Yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what the main guy was, Zach. He was only in about one or two films after that. He was, was in he? that, he was played a football player, and okay. he was the nerd. What's the name of that film? Come on. Come on, okay, forget the it. The name of it's a, a great, football it's a, it's player. It's an American football movie set in America, <laughs> being an American football movie. <laughs> well done, the replacement. A right? college thing, not a replacement. Uh, Rudy, no? No, not Rudy. They wear blue uniforms, they're in the South. Actually, it might be high school. Friday Night Lights. And and the guy from Dawson's Creek, guy, he's like the reserve quarterback, but the quarterback is injured, so then he has oh, his play quarterback. Right, okay. And he goes from being the sort of slightly geeky, um, intellectual football player on the fringe who's the second guy to being yeah. the main guy, and all of a sudden he loses his, his nerdiness and becomes the cool guy, and the hot girl from school turns up and she's wearing a, a whipped cream bikini. What? And it comes on to him, and he's like, all of a sudden, these girls are stretched because he's the hot quarterback. And uh, he starts to lose. He's he's no longer in touch with his great friend that he possibly could have had a romantic connection with too, I think. And she was disgusted at how quickly he succumbed to the fame and interest from these shallow, shallow people who had no other interest apart from the fact that he was a fleeting glamour boy right? just for this moment in time. I can safely say I've never even come across this movie. I whatever you're talking what about. Name. Someone's got to know what it's called out there. So the, the, the Dawson's Creek guy, whatever his name is. <laughs> Dawson's Creek guy is the fill-in quarterback nerd. <laughs> the Dawson's Creek. I'll, uh, I'll and at the end, the big fat guy is a super slow-mo in the big fat tub. Oh, the blind side? Uh, no, no, not the blind side, beefy. <laughs> Jesus! You should know this stuff. Oh, but speaking of watching rubbish films... <laughs> Oh, my Sunday was made all that bit longer. We're not going to go into this yet, I don't imagine, because oh, there's we, things to talk about. But there obviously no, is. far too early, far too early. What we're to... forgetting about Dawson's Creek, obviously, uh, on a, from an Australian point of view, obviously Michelle Williams, who yep. was um, oh, of course. Mrs. Heath Ledger, wasn't she? Uh, for, for a time, I, I'm not, I think they were separated or, or at oh, least divorced okay? at, yeah, at yeah. the time of uh, his decline, yeah. Um, but she's still acting regularly. She's getting all sorts of roles. I think oh. she's just got about to play Marilyn. She played Marilyn Monroe, I remember. Right. But yeah, they all did pretty good, apart from what's Was it zone? Varsity Blues, Rob? Yeah, that's it. Right, okay. Yeah, that was the one. I'm going through his film career here. I've just uh, found a few films he was in. Scary Movie, apparently. Texas Rangers. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. He's had uh, quite a few uh, films. Yeah. But the the other bloke, uh, oh, I can't really just keep calling people the the, the other guy, the other main character off Dawson's in Creek. Dawson's Creek, yeah. um, Joshua Jackson, I think he's okay. probably called. What's his character called? Other Peter Pacey. Paisley was it? Pacey. Pacey. Okay, it sounds right. He didn't do much. Probably not. Well, he might have just got lots of crappy stuff. But he oh, was never I'm a big no film star. He was always the guy on the side, really. The Katie, the Katie side. Holmes. Both, well, both the girls had big careers. Both the guys kind of didn't. I mean, Dawson really. He was a bit of a wimp. Right. He was a bit mamby pamby Obviously, Joshua it. Jackson, who was Pacey in uh, Dawson's Creek, his uh, starring roles were in The Mighty Ducks. Was he in that, was he? And the D2 and D3. Okay. So keep, he keep was in back. the... Uh, what was it, what all was, of it. What was he in it? One of the players? Probably. Okay. Well, congratulations on your film career, and uh, you did all right. You did all right for a time. They obviously did. They made lots of money out of it, mm. and uh, good luck to them. Look, I tell you, I will say this this film that I had to watch, this junior, oh, painful. Just hold on a sec. Well, we t- we, everyone, we'll everyone knows. We talked about it last week. I'm going to re- give a list of films to review. Yeah, okay. I think this one will be the most painful, because at least Way of the Dragon, 
at least that had some, some laughs in it, some genuine laughs, even though they weren't necessarily intended. You can have a good laugh with it. But this junior, what a stupid idea this was. I'm already doing it. Are we blending in now? Have well, you done this thing for this, have you? I haven't even introduced it. Yes, everyone, we're listening to 365 Days of Sport. It is very, very unlikely we will talk any sport tonight. But uh, I'm Kieran Beefy Blake, world's biggest sports fan. Over there is the, mm. uh, the extra value in the extra value meal. The ace himself, Rob Bryce. The extra, the value meal. Now they often came with some sort of toy, a plastic toy. Or oh, something. that was the McHappy meal, I think. That's and it. clearly, you're not allowed to have McHappy meal because uh, getting it done in 2021, you're not no, allowed to go to McDonald's. Allowed. I've actually got to say, yeah, about McDonald's. I had to go to the physio God, a while ago, and no, mm. I had, had had my operation on 29th. Yep. yep. I was feeling a bit weird after the injecting me with loads of stuff, and mm. uh, when I, yep. so there's McDonald's up the road. Mm. I went to McDonald's, mm. ordered the old sausage and egg McMuffin, yep. hash brown. Oh, you're coffee, up early then. Right? Coffee. Yep. Yep. No, they, all day now. All day All day now. breakfast. Course, and it doesn't matter. It was only yeah, 11 sure. o'clock. But out of those three things in the value breakfast meal, I got a bacon and egg McMuffin, mm. a cappuccino instead of a flat white, and they actually got the hash brown right. Okay. Because uh, you so, don't eat bacon. So I sent a message to McDonald's said, how good's this? Out of three items, you only got one right. Yeah. It's not that hard. Mm. Anyway, they've sent me, they first sent me a $10 voucher for McDonald's. Yeah. And just today, yeah. out of the blue, another ten dollar voucher oh, turns up. Yes. So uh, I've got twenty dollars to spend. Well, that'll be great. Well, hey, that Snickers you've got sitting down beside you there—that really satisfies. Just hold on to that because you can have a whole dessert after your McDonald's. I mean, you got twenty dollars. Does it, does to spend it really? There. Does it really satisfy anymore? I think uh, it doesn't claim it satisfies. It doesn't have that as a slogan anymore. No, probably not. I think I it was know. healthily <laughs> irresponsible. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, McDonald's. Well, yeah, that sounds like a real night out. Look, I. I was tempted on the way to Wangaratta. Oh, yeah. I, I actually saw, I thought, oh, I could just go a quick quarter pounder right now. And I went, oh, oh hang no, on, no, banned. I can't do it. I'm banned from McDonald's. All right. Quite annoying, actually. It is. I'll tell you what we will do. We'll do this. This is Bob's Movies. This is Bob's Movies. That's your film review thing, That's is it? Rob's at the movies thing. Oh, okay. So we I, just need. Did you, did you record that? Did you? I'm gonna have to work on that. It's, yeah, it wasn't very clear. It wasn't very clear. That's all right. Um, so, to do. what are we doing this week, Rob? <laughs> well, following on from last week's yeah. brilliance, that was uh, the Way of the Dragon. I'm gonna have an equally vague review, actually. Oh yeah, but not because I was distracted by the greyhound racing, because this film just sucked, and I kept walking outside. I had a smoked chicken to deal with. Oh, smoked chicken. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Well, yeah. do you want to hear some background about Junior? Let's do this first. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible. It's not natural, and I'm not interested. I took you for a scientist. I'm a scientist. Yeah. Well, where's your vision? Opportunities knocking here. You're just trying to manipulate me. Yes, I am. So what? We're on the verge of something fantastic, and I need you to carry it through with me. What's going on? Can you keep an open mind? I mean, really wide open? Let's put a bun in your oven. I must be crazy to be doing this. You may be crazy, but you're also pregnant. I'm pregnant. Down. It's morning sickness. It'll pass. Eat crackers. Alex, you're sweating like a racehorse. What's going on? Everything's perfectly normal, except for the fact that the mom is also the dad. Yoo-hoo! She looks so beautiful tonight. You look sort of glowing. 
Yes, you do. You look positively lit up. What's the good news? No good news. If this gets out, your life is over. And nipples are very sensitive. What? Does my body disgust you? No. You're kissing? Wait a minute, Alex. You're in no condition to start a relationship. I want you to know everything about me. I'm pregnant. From Universal Pictures and Ivan Reitman comes something inconceivable. Oh, my God. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's it. Danny DeVito. Guys do not have babies. We leave that to the women. That's part of the beauty of being a guy. And Emma Thompson. You think men don't hold enough cards? You have to take this away from us as well. Stop it. No, I don't stop it. I want my babies. Junior. Oh, God. That tells the story, Rob. I mean, that there's a key word in that particular trailer. Yep. Inconceivable. Inconceivable, yes. Because it's literally inconceivable. Because a man cannot conceive. Literally and figuratively. Yes. I don't think you'll be surprised to learn. That's what they should have called the film, Rob. Inconceivable. (laughs) Or just rubbish. (laughs) Terrible. Don't see this. Right. Now, look. What's happened is, obviously, Twins is, I think, still one of the highest grossing comedies in the history of film. Really? Yeah. Wow. It just absolutely... It destroyed it. Apparently, when Ivan Reitman pitched that film to the producers... Which one? Twins. Twins? Twins. Not he, this one. No, 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 hell no. Well, he only got to make this because of that. Right. This is what I'm getting to. Okay. So he walked into the full boardroom, all the executive producers for whatever company it was, I don't know, MGM or whatever, whoever it was. Universal, I think, one actually. I think Universal. Oh, really? And uh, he just stands there, it's silent, and he just and he sees me and just goes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, twins. And he walked out. Oh, <laughs> Okay. And that was his pitch for the film. Yeah. And Oh yeah. Obviously, and we gotta do it, it man. Got we gotta do it. Massive success and, and made millions and millions. I think it was actually at the time Arnie's biggest grossing film. Right. Great success. So once you get a success like that, yep. what do Moore and Producer want to see? Oh, let's do another one. Let's yeah. do a sequel. And maybe they didn't like they couldn't configure twins too. But they went with the idea of birth ideas yeah and let's find a way which we can glue danny and arnie back together again but, but maybe that they're not playing quite the same characters it's in no way related to the former story they were the new Ackroyd and belushi or is, is that what was Ackroyd and where did Chase? you read that one you just made that up yourself <laughs> yeah. okay i never heard that me either but um anyway it was a short-lived partnership as a, as a result did they, did of this disaster did they ever do disaster. another film after this were they DeVito both? and no, I'm not, not sure. Not in the same way where oh, they're like a duo or oh, supposed yeah. to be a, a comedy duo. <laughs> Twins is awesome. I love that film. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Basically, where this goes wrong is... I've got to say as well, what? Emma Thompson's in this, who yeah. is one of the finest actors of yeah. the, of our generation. Yeah, it's, it's one of her earlier... Certainly one of her first Hollywood films, I would have yeah, thought. And what she would have done, the, 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 big, the Mr. Big Guy, what's that film called? Mr. Big the Brit- Guy. British, the British film. Oh, forget about it. You're hopeless. I can't give you a clue. And <laughs> no, the, the, the wrong guys? The something guys? I'm getting off track anyway, BP. Right, yeah. focus. Now, so, obviously, the hook here is you have the most masculine, macho, alpha male in the history of cinema. But, hey, let's get him pregnant. <laughs> Sounds hilarious. How could this not work? A stupid, stupid idea. Yeah. That's how it could not work. And it actually, it makes you feel a bit weird. Oh. You don't like seeing Arnie getting an ultrasound. <laughs> you don't like seeing Arnie at the still peak of his powers. As, as we're talking about it, what? it would have been funnier the other way around. I, I don't know. I think it's just a bad idea. <laughs> I don't want to see Danny DeVito pregnant either. In fact, he'd almost be as 
tall, wide as he is, <laughs> exactly <laughs> height wise. Oh, gosh. I've always wondered whether Danny DeVito He'd and like Rita, a... Rita Perlman's kids are. Well, yeah, have they had kids. I don't even know. They probably have. Whether they, I'm sure, I'm sure like they have. Two foot taller than yeah, those. Yeah, they two. can't be. Uh, I can't imagine they would have because uh, they've be been a together family. a long, 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 long time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes back. weren't they both on Taxi? Yes. Yeah, that was early seventies. My word. Anyway, what were they anyway. saying? Oh, so t- anyway, Arnie starts experiencing not only the physicalities of of being pregnant, him. but he Morning starts sickness ex- and nipple. Yeah, yeah, but he starts. He becomes incredibly more sensitive, and it's supposed to be hilarious that he's in tune with all. But it happens almost immediately, and he's crying and all this stuff. And it's supposed to be this man acting in the opposite way in which he's perceived by and large. And you'd. Th- think is the eye they thought that would be funny enough but it's not it's weird and even when at the end when he gets he gets shifted into like a pregnant woman's home who i think maybe a, a fatherless or something I don't know. At this point, I wasn't paying much attention. Okay. I was sort of getting beers and going checking my chicken quite a lot, and just going, <laughs> "This, this sucks. This is real my afternoon." And he's got this particular outfit on, and it's quite unnerving. Right. It looks like I think it looks like a psychopathic murderer. Oh, really? Um, but it's Arnold pregnant. It's sort of this middle-aged woman. It just didn't work. Okay. And just right at the end, he started to get some sort of when he goes into his Arnie yelling voice. You know, there is no bathroom. When he starts yelling in that sort of voice that he has from Kindergarten Cop. No bathroom, nothing! And when Arnie's at full flight, he's actually very funny. But he doesn't really get do any of that. He's just... Because uh. he's sort of this calm, super sensitive, like, Scandinavian. I think he's supposed to be... Oh, I think he's supposed to be Switzerland, actually, is where he's supposed to be from right. in this one. And so... Doesn't it's got it have- an IMDb rating of 4.6. Out of? 10. Oh, okay. I was going to say out of 5. Wow. No, okay. IMDb is generally the more generous of the two ratings. Right. Rotten Tomatoes might be if higher. IMDb will be lower and often vice versa. But no way Rotten Tomatoes will probably be lower on this one. So uh, do I need to invent a ranking system for this? Oh, that goes without saying. The worst movie of all time would, let's say... Breakdance to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. I mean, this this is right down there. Maybe Junior do, could be a rating do you wanna, second worst. Yeah. Do you want to know the Rotten Tomato scores? Yeah. Uh, on the Tomato Meter, which yeah. is the site reviewer percentages, yeah. 36%. Yeah. But on the audience score, mm. 100,000 plus reviews, mm. this is the normal punter, yeah. 22%. Yeah. That's it, pretty it's, bad. It's painful. I'm not sure I laughed once. Oh, In fact, well, the only part that I think I was about to vaguely chuckle at, I remember clearly being on the trailer where right. Arnie runs upstairs and goes, Oh, I've got nothing to wear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you about whether it was actually funny. Like, if there any funny moments? It's, it, there's not really. Now, do you want to know the Rotten Tomato scores for twins? Uh, that'll be low on that, probably. Yeah. But h- high on IMDb, I reckon. The tomato uh, tomato official ratings is 43%. The yeah. punter rating is 39%. I don't get that. Well, I don't know either. I mean, it's not an, an enlightening film in and any way, and it's a ridiculous concept, but it was far more... It's very easy watching yeah. it, and he gets... I love the back and forth between Arnie and Danny and that. They're, they're great. But you come, you compare that to legally. Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight. Well, it's your night, bro. <laughs> compared- you haven't seen it, have you? No, oh, not for yeah, yeah. 30 years. Compare that to Legally Blonde. Right. That is Rotten Tomatoes uh, official 70%. And what? Punter. Punter reviews, 72%. Nah, well, that's ter- Oh, that's the woke, because it's girl power. Girl power. That's girl what power. it is. So maybe that's just gone up in the last few and years. And yet, Miss Congeniality, 
official review, 41%, but the punters love it at 70%. Yeah, get a few Girl of power, those. see? Although the greatest success of all time... Sharknado? No. No, no in terms of the ratings, was Dave Chappelle's stand-up, right. which got 10% on by the reviewers and 99% by the people oh. because the reviewers were all wokers. Right. You see? Mm. It, it's pretty much ruined my afternoon. Like it. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Rob. Yeah. So you might have to work a little bit for the show. Well, it, it wasn't work. Like watching a film. But um, I, I, the next one's going to be better. I'm going to watch something I might actually like. Ride Like a Girl, I think I'll like. Okay. I've already seen the first half of it. Oh, have you? Good. Well, what was know. the other one? Million Dollar Arm. Oh, no, I might watch that one, actually. It's quite a good film. It's a, Look, it's a TV movie, basically, I reckon. John Harms, whatever he's called. Yeah, it's not. But it's Look, we like cricket. We mm. like a story. It's a Cinderella story. That was Caddyshack was on the other night. Caddyshack 1 and 2. I, was, what, I saw a bit of that. Yeah. So out of 10, what are we going to give it to you? For out of ju- 10 hackers junior? for Junior. One. One hacker. <laughs> That's all it's worth. One Hacker for Junior. In other words, people, don't watch it. Don't watch it. All right. Way of the Dragon, I'm giving a five. Oh, not bad. Week. Not bad. All right. Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Dane Swan, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I have a dream. Next level people do next level things. You don't take the time to figure out some things now. 2021 is not going to be much different for you than 2020. This is Cam Smith. Hey, this is Flea. Hi, this is Ricky Ponting. Hi, this is Tim Cahill. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes. I'm Elise Perry. Hi, this is Luke Hodge. Hi, this is Susie O'Neill. Hi, this is Paul McCartney. Still breathing. You gotta be believing. Get it done in 2021. Getting it done in 2021. Getting it done in 2021, Rob. Yep. How you going? I'm going great. What are you supposed to do again? We put it out there. What we're going to get done? I, I know, no, I know. With this, what was what the oh. concept is? What were your things again? Don't know. I can't remember now. You can't even remember. So you're at me about this <laughs> and that. You're telling me to come up with more ones. I've already got three. I've got to not eat McDonald's. I've got to break eighty at the golf clubs and get an entire album done. Well, okay. So that's quite a that's quite a lot. So I'm not going to just keep adding things to my list. Tess is already at me. Why haven't you gone to the dentist yet? Oh, why haven't really? you gone? Why haven't you been to the doctor? Why haven't you got your car insurance done? What about RACV? All this crap. Well, I got admin stuff. And you haven't got that done doing. yet, Rob? No, I haven't got that done yet. Well, whatever I've said, I was getting done. I've probably yeah. got it done. I don't know. I've got to say, first thing, I told you I was getting it done. I put an album out. Well, you compiled a list, a bunch hey, of songs about hey. people. You didn't have to. Don't you didn't write or play or sing anything. Sixty-four tracks. So don't. Well, tracks. well done. You made the ultimate mixtape. I, I got an. It, thanks. I like that. <laughs> It is the ultimate mixtape. No, that's um, great. It's, going, it's getting out there, getting out there, it getting is, it it's done. It's getting out there, yeah. That's good. It I'm is, pleased I'm to hear that. I'm getting it done in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't got the, uh, the Save the Scar Show mm-hmm. uh, with Beefy compilation album yet, please go to thescarshowwithbeefy.bandcamp.com yep. forward slash releases. And uh, for all of a massive 12 bucks, mm. you can get 64 Scar Punk Scar tracks. Phenomenal. It's something in there for everyone. But that's value for money. It's for all four corners of the globe, Rob. Yep. All four corners mm. of the globe. So please support the uh, Scar Show with Beefy. Brilliant. I will mostly appreciate it. Mm. I got 50 on the weekend, but cricket. Oh, I'm, I'm finally back, he's back. I'm back. Well, finally got some runs. That's was, quite unbelievable. I was hitting it big. 
week as well. well Hitting it big. We've coincided our getting it back. Right. You should have seen me on the golf course. I tell you what, I almost reckon I'm hitting the ball better than I have in my whole life. Just from, for this? From, from hitting 100 yeah. a, a, few, a bunch of times, this one YouTube clip has turned everything around. Unbelievable. It's because... all about hitting your driver as you're coming up and under it. And right. launching it into the sky, and I'm hitting it longer and, and but straighter. Most importantly, I'm hitting it. Always hit it more long, but it's, it's going straight. And these big bombs. I shot 82. Whoa! Last week, unbelievable. And I had 40 putts. I think that's not bad. No, that's bad. You should have oh, 40 uh, putts. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Got you, got you. So yeah, that's, or, or, uh, no, 39 putts. Sorry. Oh, well, that's two. It's just over two a hole. Well, two it's two, 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 two holes average. But yeah, yeah. what are the point is, I didn't one putt once, and I right. had m- many opportunities to one putt. Okay. So I did not make a putt, and I had three three putts. I had three lucky breaks where I hit hit my drive into the tree and it bounced on the fairway three times on the back nine. Not bad. Did you hit but any koalas I still had, this week? I had eight pars. Didn't hit any koalas this week? Um, No, no koalas this week. Yeah. This is a, it's not country golf. Not this, country. We're back in the city again, so there's no koalas. All those bats down there at Yarra Bend. There is. What's got me talking about golf? Obviously, the, the TV show Holy Moly started last night. Mm. I was meant to be on the show, Rob. I was meant to be on Holy Moly this year. Why? They wanted me to come on and do the golf thing. You applied for it. I was actually contacted by them. Yeah. And um, obviously due to COVID travel restrictions, so they filmed it in Queensland. Oh, that's not, rubbish. Could not go. Oh, it would have been hilarious if the beef man was on, because that's something that you could have actually physically done too. Yeah. Or could you have? No, don't you get knocked over by stuff? You smashed? do. I don't think it's, it's not that physical. I see it's people not... get with windmills getting knocked yeah, into water uh, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I would have just run through it, Rob. I'm a machine. Yeah. But uh, looking at it last night, that's... I'm shot the bits that I couldn't get on because there was some very average <laughs> stuff going on. There really was. <laughs> so yeah, um, next season apparently, if it comes back, I'm, I'm probably on. Okay, good. Because well, originally... How did they find out about the Beef Man? World's I had, greatest I had champion? actually applied to go on it when they were doing it in the States. Right. As the Australian representative. And they'd yeah. obviously kept my application as someone of interest. Okay. Who wanted to do it. Yeah. And as the world's biggest sportsman, Rob, world record holder, I'm a man of interest. I, I, I agree. So... Yeah. I've got Considerable a, interest. Rob, I've got a backstory. Yeah. Clearly got a backstory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Will's big sports fan. and they Well, the good fans. thing is this gives you more time to recover physically, so you can be peak physical oh, condition. I know that. But is that going to happen this year? Will they have another season before the end of the um, year? It would probably be an annual thing, and I know they kind of filmed that in November. Right. Kind, it's kind of it will happen this year for you. Yeah, yeah. However... So. So uh, possibly... We won't see it till next year. I like it. I like the way you've rolled into it. I'm getting it done in 2021. I'm getting on Holy Moly Holy this Moly. year. Holy Moly. Or film. Another one on the list. Right. I'm writing it down because I've well, forgotten the other ones. That's pathetic if you've got them already. They can't, they're going to be real challenges, the other ones. I mean, you got, you got your album out, obviously. I had to get it done. I've got 50. Yeah. I'm back in form with a bat, smashing it. Why isn't it more specific? I, I've, got to, I've got to actually say as well, Sunday's game came down to the last over. We batted first. Mm. The other team were kind of ahead of us chasing, and I kind of stuffed up our bowlers a little bit, although I wanted to get our good bowlers on mm. to make sure they got behind the run rate. So we had to find one over, the last over of the innings. You didn't do it, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, no. Broken? No, 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 mate. I'm actually okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I kept them down and uh, we won. Well done, the beef man. Had to step up. You did an underarm. Well, it's banned, as we know, in 1981, Rob. You told me that the other week. No, uh, yeah, I kept it fairly tight. and okay. uh, I did get hit for six on the penultimate ball. Yeah. And they did need a six to win off the last ball. I was thinking, oh, this, 
And as the captain of the team, I did put my hand up and say, yeah. "No, nah, I'll I'll do it." And yeah, Captain Dan. So. Uh, and what was the what was the last ball? What happened? I oh, just bowled a yorga. Yeah, and got got on the yeah, spot. They, they just played it out for a played single. Out. So. Uh, oh, yeah, good. So yeah, so I, I was getting it done again. Rich, in a bit risky bowling yorga because it can go wrong. That if, if you get the wrong, it's all over. Oh mate, don't worry about that. Full tosses go a long way in that league. That's for sure. So yeah, uh, yeah so uh, we we did have a win, and uh, I did bowl. Mm-hmm. So don't tell anyone though. It's a great feeling when you smash a proper yorker in and you get him. Now talking about cricket. There is some late-breaking news that I have to tell everyone, and this is no joke. Australia have just called off their tour to South Africa. Now, that is going to make old Rob Briars over there, casual Rob, very, very happy. Because at this point in time, that means New Zealand... That's right. ...are guaranteed a spot in the World Test Cricket Final at Lord's... July? If they even do that at Lord's. Well, that's true as well. Because I think they will still do it, but New Zealand have got to be worried about the numbers over there. After last year where they played Pakistan in a bubble and West Indies in a bubble, I think there is contingencies there. I did read, actually, if they cannot go to Lord's, they will go to Southampton because they've got the hotel on the ground. Oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah. Okay. So they will play the test there. That's what they did with Pakistan. And uh, yep. I think Old Trafford is the other venue with uh, with the hotel there as well. Okay. So they can enclose everyone and sure. cut everyone else off. So there is contingency. So I think that will happen unless it goes, you know, absolutely mental over yeah. there. And, and if Australia made it, then they might maybe do it at the MCG or something. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But, but I think they might be out now. Well, I think they are. Unless. I unless. Suppose, I suppose if England win 4 0 in India, it starts in 10 days' time. Mm. That might swing the percentages around a little bit. Sure. So, But the other thing is, is potential. Apparently, I just heard through sources off air yeah. that New Zealand might play Australia in some tests. Well, upcoming. I mean, what the, the rumour is straight off the bat is obviously if they've not gone to South Africa, New Zealand are looking for games. They, mm. they are scheduled to play five 2020s yeah. at the end of this month. So somebody's throwing it out there mm-hmm. that why not play New Zealand in mm. a test match? Why not? Or they could just play Shane Warne's cricket, best of five test series on Shane Warne's cricket. That's not as good. No. Probably on not. the computer? Yeah, on the PlayStation, probably. No. <laughs> esports, Rob, it's all the rage. How can you, of all people, the most anti-esports man in the world? That was not terrible, my idea. Stupid, terrible, terrible so idea. So the, the Indians, you did the top ten of Indian-Pakistani uh, tweets the other week. Some of the responses already to the uh, Australians calling off the uh, test series has been quite phenomenal. Right. Virash says, uh, Australia scared to play in South Africa due to fear of losing. Aussies are mentally destroyed before the tour. Gosh. Um, Calling it straight. Yeah. Malkani Wazim says, Yes, Australian cricketers can never accept their defeat. They used to win in the past. So, ha, 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 ha. That's what he says. <laughs> well, that's really clever. <laughs> yeah. Really brilliant punchline and great twist there. Yeah. He's basically said Australia were good. Now yeah. they're not as good. Very uh, clever. Prathesh says, yeah. Scared to face the stronger Oz side and just found a reason to escape. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Cuckoo with Kamali says, uh, Gabba defeat going to make salty Aussies cry forever. So they're jumping on the uh, bandwagon straight off the yeah. bat. This is great. Cuckoo again with Kamali FC says, Headline should be rattled lol Australia, afraid to play against depleted South African team. Rattled lol Australia. Lol Australia, they're calling him now. Lol Australia. 
Yeah, so that's late breaking news. Yeah, genius. We, stuff we bring there. it. We bring it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get you that. There's too. all sorts of rumors going up now. Of course, that the they're not happy with Justin Langer. Rah rah rah. He's got his intense coaching style. They want to loosen it up I again and get back to being meatheads. And see it. I don't know. It. As soon as uh, things go badly, everyone's the media just will try to oh, yeah. um, divide them up. I'll tell you, who's not getting it done in 2021, Rob. Yep, Bernie Tomich. No. He's done it again. <laughs> it, 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 unbelievable. He's like it's like clockwork, isn't it? Oh, unbelievable. Has he? Is there any official diagnosis of this knee injury? Well, I mean, he pulled out of a match against um, at Murray River or something, wasn't it? No, that's the. It was the Murray River Open, but it was yeah. in Melbourne, so he didn't. Okay. He? Pullman's a bloke called Pullman's who was 120th in the world. He pulled out of the match with a knee injury, but was then pictured playing basketball at his hotel. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sums Bernie up. But um, it was good news for a guy called Harry Berchier, hmm. who was his replacement in that tournament. Uh, he ended up beating Pullman's, ranked 210 places above him. He beat him 6-4, 6-4. It was his first ever ATP Tour victory. The match finished about 10 p.m., but this Boutier, he was listed as a replacement for the tournament. Mm. So he has to sign in at 9.30 a.m., which is half an hour before the first lot of scheduled matches. Mm. So if somebody does pull out, he can play. He didn't get on court till 8.45 p.m. So he basically sat around all day, keeping a little bit warm, hoping that somebody didn't turn up. Mm. Guess he didn't turn up. Good old Bernie! <laughs> So Bernie wins it for uh, Harry Berthier. But the uh, the interesting thing was that if he had got through, mm. he was going to play Nick Kyrgios in the second round. Oh, right. No so, kidding. Yeah. So that was another floating theory oh, that he just didn't want to go through Didn't want to go face it. He doesn't want to get injured and forfeit his 100 grand. <laughs> he was already injured, apparently. So if you didn't know, if you lose in the first round of the Australian Open, you get $100,000. That's this year. That's just this year, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fifty-five or sixty grand anyway on a normal year. Yeah, so uh, out of one hundred and twenty-eight players, so what's that? What's money. that times one hundred thousand? I think the prize pool is well, only sixty-four is that, get that hundred thousand, right? Because obviously you get higher prize money when you go through the oh, tournament. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's six point four million in losers' yeah, prize money losers in the first round. Money. It's, good. It's, a, it's a great one to lose. It's not bad, is it? Mm. Not bad at all. What else? We oh, Israel Folau. Oh, he's back on the scene. Apparently could return to the NRL within weeks oh. as the St. George Dragons lobby to sign the divisive star. Brilliant. St. George Illawarra Dragons have lodged an appeal with the NRL that would see them sign disgraced dual-code international Israel Falau, former Wallaby star, began his career in league, was sacked by Rugby Australia in 2019 for homophobic posts on social media. Signed with Super League side Catalan's Dragons last season after originally being denied a return to the NRL, uh, and after returning to action in the Super League, Falau was recently linked with a move to French Rugby Union. Uh, Ryan Webb, Dragons CEO, uh, told the press, We are always on the lookout for great players, even if they hate the gays. <laughs> uh, we have inquired with the NRL about Israel, and we will work with them hopefully see him join us in 2021. We understand there will be a range of opinions in regards to this decision, but we believe he would be a good addition to the club. I wonder how Israel would have gone if he was on that Spot the Gay show. Oh, well. If he, yeah. yeah. Could I be wonder. interesting one. If he um, had to try and spot him. Why do the NRL... He could just pull out his quotes and see who gets outraged. <laughs> he could. Yeah. Why do the NRL constantly shoot themselves in the foot? Why? Doesn't uh, matter what they do. I haven't really noticed. Oh, I mean, I've noticed like the um, end of season blowouts. 
Yeah. Th- those don't go so well. What else have of late they done? Oh, oh everything. The guy um, with the urination incident. Which one? There's the, the, several, ones. okay. The one yeah. where he weed in his own mouth. I, I think The it's... guy that tried to masturbate a dog. Yeah. The guy that yeah. had a crab in a corridor. Yeah. Uh, the, the list is endless, Yeah, really, for NRL. But they just can't seem to get over life. Just but ignore I don't, controversy. I... Just play the game. I just don't think it'll ever stop because you've got... I, I mean, I've gone over this many times. You've got mm. young men that aren't very bright, lo- loaded with energy and testosterone, who spend so much time... Uh, just, just hold on a sec. What? Did you just say there's lo- <laughs> all these guys who aren't very bright? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's spot on. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, lo- lo- loaded with energy and testosterone, and Sometimes and and s- are supposed to be in some way uh, behaving like they're in a cage. They're yeah. these mental, angry, rabid beasts stuck in a cage, mm. and they're supposed to try and be sensible and proper. And my experience of young men is they can't be stopped. They have to go out and get drunk and go a bit mental. Not all of them. No, but we're not saying all of but them. This type of person, yeah. which I think this type of character is pretty rife in the NRL. Yeah, you're right. And when you get him in a pack, it's worse. It's, it's worse. Yeah. I don't know how to fix this one, Beefy. I, I don't think the NRL I, does no, either. I don't think they know how to fix it either. That's absolutely spot on. I don't think they know anyway. Yeah. Of, I'm not. I'm not saying that of the, caging the, 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 the beast, Rob. The, that this is something like that should be accepted by for a moment. This behaviour. No. Definitely not. Um, what I'm saying is it just seems to always be there, no matter how 10, 20 years ago. And now this is supposed to be at the most progressive time in history. <laughs> the NRL doesn't progress. It's a stalwart. That's exactly <laughs> right. It all goes over the head. They're just not embracing yeah. the progressiveness. So Rob. if there's a place for Ralph Lau, I suggest that's it. I can't see it. I cannot see it happening. If it does, that's In fact, I, I would. Israel Flo is probably like a good Christian. He probably doesn't go blazing. He definitely doesn't blaze. He might become a leader. But he wouldn't embrace the progressiveness. No. Which is what they're after. Yeah. But they got the, problems. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Andrew Gaze, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing, Rob. Yep. Quiz time. Quiz challenge. Who won last week? Uh, me. You gave me. You were very generous in your. You gave me 0. 0.4 of a point, and that took me over the line. Really? 1.4 to one. Ah, oh. I know. It's generous of you. I, it uh, wasn't the week before. I think that was last week. All right. Well, so. this one, I reckon you'll definitely get two. I've gone pretty tough on you this week. I've gone for an Australiana theme, basically. Oh, really? Okay. All Australian. Right. Australia. Uh, you've got a total mixed bag. Okay. Uh, I'm putting money on you might get two as well. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a quiz, people. Best of five penalty shirt at Star. We ask each other sports trivia questions. All right. Question number one. In regards to sports, which is very different from our uh, show, yeah, yep. New Zealand has more what per capita than any other country in the world? Uh, Olympic medals. Oh, no. Golf courses. Oh. I, you I would check that. the stats on that Olympic medals because it's probably got that too. I will check the stats on that as well. Yeah. I don't All think right. you've got that many Olympic medals. 
per capita. Per capita, it's good. Good shout. Yeah, New Zealand. Nah, they, uh, I'm putting money on Jamaica. Oh yeah, it could be right. But New, but New Zealand, they do this every year almost. Do they? But Jamaica don't win anything apart from sprinting. sprinting. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's all they do. Yeah. But they win that quite regularly. How many people has Jamaica got? Oh, a million, I think. Million. Okay. Well, we're only five times as many. Yeah. I'd love to see the table. We might. When that, we... That, oh, New Zealand does it every year. They have the actual oh, table. They? And just to go, look at us, everyone, uh, they, they have the per capita one. Right. And and Australia does it too now. If of course they do. It, course, and, and it's generally we're one and they're two. I bet there's a stat there. We'll check that. Um. Okay. Yep. Which AFL club has never claimed the wooden spoon? A current AFL club has never claimed Ooh. the wooden spoon. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a new club. Newer West Coast Eagles. Oh, when you said newer, you're yeah. on the right track. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Yeah, that was the other one in my mind. Oh, pretty good, beefy. Mm. Now nah, West Coast, I've seen get flogged one, one or two seasons. But come last, 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 last. last uh, they've been down there. Yeah. They've been down there. Probably. Right. All right. What country is the Spa Franco Champs Formula One circuit in? Spa Franco Champs. Franco Champ. Spain. No, it's Belgium. It's the oldest oh. Grand Prix. I was just going by how the name sounded. I don't know if you remember, on the original, original 365 days of sports schedule, we were meant to go to Spa Franco Champs for oh, the really? Formula One, yeah. But we went to Abu Dhabi, didn't we? We did end up yeah, yeah. going to Abu Dhabi, yeah, yes. Yeah. Spa is the oldest Grand Prix as well. It's okay. probably one of the more famous ones. All right, I'll keep that in mind for future reference. Thanks for that, yeah, Ron It's educational, this quiz. Which country has lost all 18 tests it has played against the Wallabies? Lost all 18? That's not a lot. Italy. Correct. That was the one I thought you'd get. All right. Okay. Good guess, BV. 18 is actually quite a few, I think. It's not like Minnow style. No. All right. Which former NFL quarterback is told in an episode of South Park by Stan, nice to meet you. I mean, you kind of suck, but my dad says you might be good someday. You kind of suck, but you might be good someday. Yeah. Nice to... Uh... Apparently it's quite a famous South Park episode. I've never really yeah, seen South Park. I've, I've seen it at times, but not avidly. But I did watch one the other night. It was awesome. Just a game. I hadn't watched it in years, and I loved it. Uh... I can tell you that this guy never won a Super Bowl. He wasn't that good in the end. Played okay. a long time. Marshawn Lynch. guy called Jay Cutler, and apparently told ESPN of the cameo appearance... I thought it was funny. They can make fun of me anytime they want to. Good. Good man, then. Jay Cutler. Yes. I like him. He ended up playing but for Miami. But you're far too obscure. Season. I don't care. I want to win. You do want to win, but you're on nil after three. You're 0 from three, Rob. Which player played test cricket under the captaincy of Ricky Ponting and Steve Smith, but not Michael Clark? Ooh. You missed the whole generation. Who made a comeback? Nathan Horitz. Nathan Horitz. Good guess. I can see we're going with that, but it was a bloke by the name of Tim Payne. Oh, mm, yeah, that makes sense. And then Steve Smith played under him. Crazily enough, Crazily he did. Crazily enough. Yep. On Monday, it's Super Bowl 54, Rob. Yeah. Well, oh, no, 55. No. 55, sorry. Oh. What is significant about this Super Bowl that takes place next week? For the first time in Super Bowl history, and I can tell you, it's not about Tom Brady being the oldest quarterback. Are they in the? And then the, are they playing in the game? Tom Brady, yeah. Who I don't even know who's in the game. Uh, it is Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Um, what is significant is that there's not one white player on the field. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Tom is white. Oh. But you're right, he's probably the only one. Okay. Um, no, it is the first time in Super Bowl history the team that are hosting the Super Bowl is playing, is playing in, in it in the Super Bowl in their wow. own stadium. That's pretty awesome. In fifty-five okay. Super Bowls, yeah. So Tom Brady. Yeah, that was going to be tough for me, given that I didn't actually know who was even playing in the game. <laughs> that was a tough one. It was a tough one. So you're giving me two NFL questions this this time. Is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Theoretically. Good. 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 Yeah. That's good. In which Australian city... It's a pretty big deal, the Super Bowl, Rob. In, in which Australian city have the Wallabies not ever won a test? And yes, they have played tests there. Obviously, yeah. yeah. So where would they have played some weird tests? Perth. Oh, good guess. That's where I went to. Newcastle. Oh, one they, draw, one loss. They lost to Scotland there. Did they? <laughs> Actually, I think they lost both games against Scotland in Newcastle. Okay. Uh, it, draw, it, says, it says one draw, one loss. Yeah, they definitely lost to Scotland there. I think they drew nine all there as well in pouring rain. Wow, how can you remember stuff like that? Mm. Jesus. I would never know how Australia went against Scotland in Newcastle. No way Twice. in the world. All righty. Oh, come on. Let me get on the... You need have this. You, have you got one? You've got one. I've got one. So you... I have to get this to tie. Yeah, you might get this. Come on, Robert. 365 days of sport question, Rob. What was the surname of the badminton couple that we interviewed at the Super Series in Dubai? Well, they actually... They weren't married. Yeah, they were. They were they married. They were married. They were a couple. Were they from Denmark? No, they're from England. What's their surname? Because they were married, they got the same surname. Oh, I don't pay attention to that sort of <laughs> stuff. I can't remember the names while I'm talking to them. You wouldn't. Do you not remember to... after every single time I said, "What was that person's name that I interviewed?" Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> the last, and then I spell their names wrong half the time on the thing. <sighs> their last name was Andrews, Chris, and Gabby Badcock. Well, that's my first zero. It was. That's the first zero. Those were rubbish questions. Terrible NFL questions, badminton surname questions. What else did you chuck in there? The Um, only one I could have got... Check my New Zealand Olympic medals one. I'm going to. Well, you're going to get this one. Oh, okay. In test, did Mark Waugh achieve a higher statistic than Brother Steve in test runs, test wickets, or test catches? Definitely in test catches because he was a slipper. Yeah. Steve Waugh wasn't really a... He was a gully, gully point. Oh, yeah, I got that was the one. I, you got the you got the two that I thought you'd get right. Oh, okay. There mm. you go. I I seem to not got the two that you <laughs> thought I'd get right. I thought you'd get the three sixty five yeah. days of sport one. Well, they've gone from being gettable to being impossible. Oh, the brand of get... the snow polo ball, the surname of the badminton team. I can't remember what they look like. <laughs> They went on to win the and, the and not to mention the fact that the badminton guy that we spoke to did have his Wife. partner was in the handball handball team <laughs> playing in netball. I mean, what are the chances of that? I got the couples mixed up at the badminton tournament in Abu Dhabi. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. (laughs) 
Rob, you're all over the horse racing, generally. Yeah. And after what can only be described as idiotic, some nutbag. I think it's beyond idiotic. If you haven't seen the footage, some absolute knob Mm. goes on a racetrack in New Zealand, 100 metres from the finish line, in a flat race, in a sprint flat race, and stands on the middle of the track. Mm. There's not a lot that we don't we sort of won't have a laugh about. Very but true. Th- this this is just I was enraged at the stupidity of this man. Not for his own life, I would quite have happily seen him flattened, mm. but for the lives of the horses and jockeys. Oh, horses and jockey, exactly right. I'll quickly read this, and but the top ten is related to this. It says reckless punter was lucky to escape without a scratch after running into the middle of the home straight during a race in a bizarre incident at Trentham on Saturday. Only sensational horsemanship from weary jockeys and a fair share of good fortune protected the unruly spectacle from causing serious harm to himself, the riders and the horses involved. Punter ran out the track at 100 metre mark as runners went for home with jockeys forced to take evasive action to avoid a collision. Just unbelievable. And I know he's been arrested and he will go into jail and at the end of the day, if he'd been hit, I don't think you could have survived if you get hit by a horse, a half a tonne, a 500 kilo mm. horse running at, what, 40 mile an hour, 50 mm-hmm. mile an hour? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can survive, really, if you get yeah. smashed straight. So, congratulations to the jockey for avoiding the nutbag but at the end of the day if we could have guaranteed the horse and jockey would have been unscathed should have run him over basically mm. they did declare the horse a non-runner in the end as, out of fairness the race you mean no the the horse that have moved to avoid him yeah they awarded the race as per the result right but the horse that had to get out the way of this nutbag yeah they declared him a non-runner so punters got their money back okay basically yeah i think the uh, that horse finished fifth or sixth in the end just unbelievably stupid just crazy have they mentioned what he could be looking at what time wise of jail no jail i don't think he's been to court yet either so this only happened on saturday by the way so he's uh, gonna have a tough time to plead not guilty <laughs> very true mm. very true so what i've done is the top 10 unfortunate jockey injuries in horse racing how is this going to be humorous because don't jockeys often die i've avoided those okay and horses often die as well rob yes number 10 we're all familiar with the cry of timber when a tree falls in the woods but what do you shout when a horse lands on top of you for harry kimber it could have been kimber the jockey was flattened after 80 to 1 shot west chinook came down on him following a final flight fall at Wincanton in 2019. Fortunately, the horse got up okay and Kimber suffered only minor bruises after the jaw-dropping mishap. Did he, did, he, did he yell Kimber? What? That's his surname. I think the report oh, was a play what, on his words. Hilarious. This, this is an interesting one. Number nine, he a broken jaw from a somersaulting horse. Incredible photos show the moment an unlucky jockey broke his jaw after a collision with a rival horse's hoof. Burella took a hoof to the mouth when the horse in front of him clipped the fence and did a front forward roll Mm. his back legs then kicked up in the air and kicked the jockey on the following horse in the mouth there is photos of the whole series it's amazing yep one image actually shows the jockey's upper lip curled over the top of the other horse's hoof as it smashed into his lower jaw. Fortunately, both horses are okay, and the other jockey who fell was uninjured. Barella came off worst of all, fracturing his jaw. Sounds hilarious. That was funny. 
Number eight, an extended running success has been broken in unfortunate... This is a great advertisement for horse racing. ...and unusual circumstances for jockey Ben Allen. Allen had strung together wins at four meetings in succession before slipping over in the rain, sustaining a serious cut to his shin, which required 14 stitches. Many thousands in Melbourne were forced to scamper for cover when over half an inch of rain was dumped on the city in 90 minutes, while he was seeking shelter under a bike taxi stand in the CBD. Have we got bike taxi stands in Melbourne? Yep, clearly have because oh, they might be ditching them. Isn't that all those bikes that people oh, start playing games with, trying to trying to put them in crazy places? Someone someone put one on top of from the street station. Anyway, uh, while he was, while he was seeking shelter under a bike taxi stand in the CBD, Alan slipped and struck his leg. He was taken to hospital to be stitched up. Alan had been booked for rides at Pakenham and Cranbourne, but is now won't be expected to ride until Australia Day. The twenty-year-old had come off wins in his past four meetings, but it has been a frustrating summer for Alan, who strained ligaments in his wrist and had bone bruising when dislodged from a horse in the mounting yard at Mooney Valley in December, which was incredibly his first ride back from two weeks' holiday. Mm. Number seven, Luke Curry suffered a suspected fractured vertebrae, broken ribs and concussion in a heavy fall in his last race at Mooney Valley. Curry was conscious but put in a neck brace and taken to the Royal Melbourne Hospital after he fell from third-placed Yulong June after the finishing post. There's quite a few of those U-Longs around, you know. Oh, is there? Yeah, U-Long captain. He should have won the weekend, but uh, long arm got up and beat him. Oh, British, British horse. Yeah. The stewards reporting to Curry's fall red, clipped heels and blundered, dislodging Curry, passing the winning post. Blundered. Good, good jockey, Luke Curry. Well, he's hurt himself, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, number Number six. Group one gun, Michael Coleman, ended up in Waikato, Waikato yep. Hospital with injuries to his leg and pelvis after a horse fell on him on the way to the gates. Mm. Coleman suffered three fractures to his femur and damage to his pelvis when the four-year-old mare, Keris, good Welsh name that, reared up and fell on his leg. The incident occurred leaving the birdcage and the horse reared up, lost its balance and ended up rearing over backwards, landing on Michael's leg. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It was just unfortunate how it all happened. The horse just lost its balance and Michael ended up half underneath it. Oh, on the way to the gates. On the way to the gate, age of the birdcage. Number five, Daryl Jacobs suffered a strange injury at, on Port Mellon at Cheltenham, falling heavily as his horse crashed through the barriers. We've been at Cheltenham. We did, we went to the Gold Cup. In, Lots of Irish in the Guinness, wasn't oh, there? The, oh, the Irish love Cheltenham. Most of the Irish. They reckon out of 80,000 crowd, over half are Irish. Yeah. That's amazing. That's they all great. go for the tweed grandpa hat look, don't they? Oh, they love it. Yeah. They love it. Jacobs' horse fell heavily as it crashed through the barrier in front of a packed crowd. Irish-born Jacob did not make the start line as Port Mellon appeared spooked by something in the lead-up to the race and careered into and through a guardrail, sending Jacob tumbling onto the concrete below. Uh, it was the start of the 2.40 race, moments after winning his previous race on Lac Fontana. Poor Daryl Jacob, he's on the floor, and that looked bloody painful. Talk about triumph to disaster. Wow. He's been given oxygen. Unclear exactly what the injury is at the moment. The horse lunged towards a rail and right towards a cameraman. Talk about getting up close to the action. Race was delayed for 12 minutes as Jacob received attention. Although described as a disaster for punters, all onlookers were relieved to see the race conclude without any of the other horses becoming spooked. Good. They just did the race. Mm. This is a cracker. This is an old one. 1930, this is, Rob. Oh, yeah. It involves Farlap. Farlap is the legend of Australian thoroughbred racing. His win in the 1930 Melbourne Cup was as the shortest priced favourite in the history of the race. Farlap won easing down by three lengths from second wind with Shadow King in third. Billy Cook rode in that cup on a fine galloper called Veilmond, a 25 to 1 chance. Billy believed he could have won instead of finishing fifth. 
Billy was hit in the face by a flying horseshoe not long after the start. Remember, in those days, jockeys only wore a cap with no goggles or protective skull cap that are compulsory today. He was almost knocked unconscious by that flying horseshoe to the face. He and Vailmond drifted back to last, and that's where they stayed until Billy could focus again and get back into the race. Vailmond was still a long last at the home turn, but was flashing up along the rails in the last couple of furlongs, only to be cut off a furlong from home. When Vailmond came back into the enclosure, everyone spotted the imprint of a horseshoe on Cook's forehead. It hit him so hard, the nails made an indentation as well. Mm. Maybe Farlap could have been lucky to win that 1930 Melbourne Cup. Cook always thought he might have beaten him. Over near the mile, I was about midfield. We never wore goggles in those days, and that sometimes created problems. I thought a clod of earth came back and hit me. It nearly knocked me out the saddle. Cook held on to Vellman for dear life. He was hurt and rode with his eyes shut. Tears ran down his cheeks. He couldn't see where he was going and sat hoping Vellman would keep out of trouble. When I got a little bit of sight back, I was at the back of the field. Last, on my own, I got to work. I rode Vellman hard and made ground by taking my mount along the fence inside the other runners, mate. Even then, I'd have run second, but for a bloody New Zealand horse called First Acre. He came right over on me in the straight and pushed me up against the fence. But for that, I would have run second a far lap. When Billy returned to the scale with Velmond, owner and trainer came running to him. Cook got off the horse with blood running down his face. The clod of earth that he thought turned out to be a flying horseshoe. Wow. How, how could how did he get if he's on top of another horse and he got kicked in the head by another horse? No, no, no. The horseshoe came off the hoof and flew backwards oh, and hit him in the face. Now I get it. Horseshoe, not a horse yeah, foot. Yeah, 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 right. Gosh. So imagine getting a horseshoe in the face yeah, and yeah. then riding blind for a lap and a half. Yeah, that that's the part that uh, oh. would be scary for me. At least the horse knew which way he was going. Have you been on a horse before when it bolts? The only time I've ever been on a horse is when was we that went, time you when did we that spin around raining, thing. That's and right. I had to ride it backwards. Yeah. I've, I've fallen off a horse once. I bet it hurts. So you're a long way up. It's probably like you're falling off up. a penny farthing rope. Was that my first... I think I might have told the story, but it's at my first girlfriend's place, and I went to the stay with her on the farm. Mm. I was riding her dad's horse. Oh. It was a bit symbolic, actually. Because, uh, no, because he threw me off. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, he got annoyed because I wouldn't let him. He kept on a scrunch's horses between the hooves and that. Oh. And uh, uh, scrunch's, sorry, his no- nose, nose and teeth. Oh, yeah. Between did. his hooves. He was doing something. Wow. And I said, oh, I'm not going to let you do that. Get moving. I pulled him up. Mm. But he could tell I was a muppet, didn't know what I was doing. Right. So he said, oh, yeah, I'll sort you out. And it was downhill quite a And he just started running <laughs> down the hill, slammed on the brakes, and I just went flying head first, wow. full somersault over the front. Crazy. I've been around, B. And yet you're here today. Yeah. Number three, Dwayne Dunn fractured his C6 vertebrae in his neck after a dramatic start to the 1,600-metre handicap at Mooney Valley. Shot of Irish was expected to lead in the... Oh, yeah. 125,000 Power Flow Solutions handicap, but the six-year-old gelding lost his chance at the start, bounding into the air when the gates opened. Oh, yeah. Which Smash re- his head. Which resulted in Dunn's head slamming into the crossbar of the barrier stalls. The contact was significant enough for Dunn to lose the cloth part of his helmet. Shot of Irish lost at least 15 lengths at the incident, but was not tested by Dunn throughout the race. Not surprising, he had a busted neck, crossing the line last in the field, beaten by 47 lengths. Yeah. Number two in a oh, race. I didn't know he finished the race. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two in a race in Haydock in 2018, Holly Doyle, 24, suffered a fall that would be enough to put most people off ever riding again. Oh. A bit like yours, Rob. She was aboard a horse called Snoop. 
when it stumbled and unseated her. At least three horses went over the top of her. She was kicked under a jaw and had two teeth knocked out, which she accidentally swallowed. Six more were then was smashed by the impact. And amazingly, she was back riding 10 days later. But 12 months of trips to the dentist were required to fix her smile. She came third in Britain's Sports Personality of the Year, I think, last year as well, Holly Doyle. Okay, number one, top 10 unfortunate jockey injuries. Chris Meehan was kicked in the face by a horse, knocked out and left needing 27 stitches to his jaw. He dislocated his ankle and was found choking on his own blood as medics arrived. Incredibly, worse was to come. The Northern Irish jockey can lay claim to falling victim to the unluckiest run of mishaps in racing history. It all happened during a ride in Murano, Italy in July 2016. Mian fell off his mount at a jump and was kicked in the face by the same horse, breaking his nose. Another horse then clattered into his head and left a huge gash in his jaw. Knocked out on the grass, medics rushed to his aid. But the clueless ambulance driver then ran over his leg, breaking it in the process. As if it couldn't get any more unbelievable, Mian's dad is actually an ambulance driver back home in Ireland. Mian said, They stopped the ambulance while on top of my leg. I let a roar out of me. It left me with a broken leg. The men there pushed the ambulance off me. My dad in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland! has been in the ambulance service for 30 years and he wasn't too happy at the sound of what went on. Because it's such a small, tight track, they had to turn around as they went to turn the ambulance. It reversed on top of my leg. After I left a roar out of me, everybody realised that the ambulance was on top and they all jumped up and pushed it off me. In November of that same year, Mian then broke the same leg when he fell off a trampoline. That's the dumbest, moronic unbelievably stupidest thing i've ever heard how do you run out oh my god that was really um that was pretty awful that lots of broken breaking stuff and smashed teeth and oh and it went for quite like that was quite a long one quite a long top 10 quite a lot a lot of maiming a lot of maiming i'm pretty i'm feeling quite exhausted from that beefy sorry about that rob there's so much violence (laughs) i mean this is something i just enjoy and watch on the weekend yeah just Turn into some sort of blood sport. They turn, they take big risks, the old jockeys, don't they? Yep. Okay, now let's talk not about... Not for me. Not, not anymore. No. Uh, let's talk about Jizz Hornkamp. Oh, I've heard of this bloke. Yeah. He is a uh, soccer player. <laughs> he is a soccer player, Rob. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. The internet is blowing up after Jizz Hornkamp. Plays for Den Bosch. FC Den Bosch. That's the one. Masita. That's right. <laughs> I should ask you questions about uh, FC Den Bosch, Rob. But Jizz Hornkamp, the best name in football... 22-year-old professional from FC Den Bosch, as you said. Mm. He became an overnight cult hero thanks to a spectacular performance and perhaps the most memorable name in sports we've seen in years. The, I love this. The Dutch superstar, mm. Jiz Hornkamp, took to the field over the weekend expecting a normal game. However, this league match proved anything but with his side down 3-0 at the 52-minute mark of the game, Jiz stood up. The young gun scored four goals in 34 minutes with his heroics enough to salvage a draw. But more importantly, Hornkamp is now a global sensation. Within minutes of the game ending, the term hashtag jizz was trending on Twitter with fans eager to point out a new football god had been crowned. Naturally, however, many of the tweets referenced the fact that his first name is Jizz, which is reportedly pronounced more like Jeez. That mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The tweets about Jizz came thick and fast. All jokes aside, you've got to hand it to Jizz. Four money shots in 34 minutes is a remarkable effort. Here's to the internet's new favourite footballer. 
Great work, Mr. Hornkamp. I love the fact that you knew that as well. Who now, was I for? think I heard on the radio this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, I was listening to the horses um, talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to them. Funnily enough, I was listening to the horses, and they In mentioned the that. And here we are again. You're talking about horses. I'm talking about horses or, and, and maimed, maimed jockeys. Not as good as the staff at uh, Chris Waller's uh, yard the other night. Apparently, top trainers um, Chris Waller, after winning the Magic Millions, his staff went on a bit of a bender, and somebody stole a load of drugs, and somebody else there said, where's my drugs? I haven't got them. All right, turn out your pockets, and he turned out the drugs, so they got in a bit of a fight. (laughs) You mean recreational drugs? I don't know, Rob. Could be Class A. I have no idea. Right. And then another party goer at the same party was also sent to hospital via ambulance after being found in a disorientated state at the Gold Coast Racecourse early next morning. Wow. So what a bender at Chris Wallace Stables. Yeah. Well, that was where my mate Crony, the the race before Crony, got up at uh, 60 to 1 and 1. All his staff have been sacked, apparently, Chris Wallace said. Really? Yeah, because of that incident and the partying and the drugs. Doesn't muck about. Well, it's not him. He's pretty straight, Chris Waller. Clearly. By the way, Chris Waller wasn't at the party. Yeah. It was his staff. It was like his, uh, I don't know, it was a track rider and one of the horse, um, I don't even know what they're called. Horse strappers. Yeah, strappers. One of them. That's them. Minders. Minders. Yeah. Like that bloke who's off, off ride like a girl, uh, Michelle's uh, sister. Brother. Brother. Younger brother. So, big news with the cricket, Rob. You're very oh, happy very about very happy that. about that. You know, I feel like it's the end of the apocalypse, so really. So, the, uh, the like, question well, is, would you rather New Zealand play in the World Test Championship final or take on the Aussies in a Test Series right now? I'd rather we get in the Test Final. Oh, okay. But I'd rather we do both, And as is, as is the talk. As is the talk. Yeah. But I think it would be a fitting end if New Zealand... It'll be the light coming back into the world. The end of the apocalypse. Have we been in the doldrums? Been in the doldrums. What does doldrums mean? It's the doldrums are the area... It's when the wind drops. That's right. And you can't sail anywhere. You just sit there. That's exactly right. I do know about uh, stuff. We we looked this up, remember? I knew it anyway. But I feel like when New Zealand win the Test Championship, light will be coming back. I'll tell you one thing I was thinking the other day. Yeah. When everything was like... COVID munted and that. I like watching these apocalyptic films where things are coming yeah, into the world. World War Z and all that. World War Z, and I love that Walking Dead. Oh, do you? Yeah. What would you do? What about Sean have of you the ever dead? actually thought if like everything goes to pieces and you've got to survive? Do you have a plan? No, of course not. But you might, like, what would you have? You need to have a weapon or something. Or something. A samurai sword would be the best weapon. You I've, think I've, so? I've thought about it. So what, be, to take on the zombies? Well, if, if that was the case, right. if that's what happened, if all, if all the COVID's example ended up coming back to life and and they started taking over in that, I would definitely go for the samurai sword. As, okay. But the thing is, I don't have one in the house. This is what just occurred oh, to me today. Get one we've got, eBay, a, we've got a very high quality knife, though. Is it, yeah. is it as long as a samurai sword? No, it's what? only, it's, a, it's just a carving knife. I was going to say, it's what size knife. meat are you chopping up with this, kitchen, uh, this samurai? Thing, this thing is definitely sharp, I tell you. It got through my duck breast with one foul swoop this afternoon. I, I've and got... what, what, what's your best weapon? Probably a cricket bat. Cricket bat? Would that be your best oh, weapon? Oh, no, I'd go the driver. Yeah, or golf clubs are Good too, Golf yeah. club, I think, is a bit more sturdy than the bat. Yeah. The bat's only so long. A driver's got a bit more reach. You'd be like that Casey Jones off uh, Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah, he had a cricket bat. He's American too. He, he wore he wore an ice hockey mask, and he had a cricket bat, and he had and he had a golf bag with all his weapons in it, and in it he had a cricket bat. And in Ninja Turtles, yeah, he pulls the cricket bat out and he smashes the bad guys, and he goes, "Yeah, six runs." What? Yeah, this is in nineteen ninety four, whenever it came out. 
You got to check that out. Is check this that in the cartoon? No, this is a real life Ninja Turtles. The, the first feature film after the cartoon had blown up. Oh, okay. They released the feature film and put, this put guy. Put it on the list, Rob. Put it on the list. Oh, that's my Movie review. review. Movie review. Ninja, oh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, no, don't make 94. me watch Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no way. We need to find something more like that way of the dragon was perfect. Right. Quite different. Can't keep bloody pandering to your needs, Rob. But I was seeing these are like, because I was looking up weapons in there. And As you I, do. I, well, because I thought of like, if you can have, did you know that lightsabers are actually, they can be made now? In France, yeah. Yeah. there is a lightsaber fighting academy. They want to make it an Olympic sport. Because the thing about that, there's a severe flaw. And the thing is with the lightsaber, one an incorrect move and you get hit by, your arm's chopped off immediately. That's the end of your career. Well, it's just—it's actually just. Well, forget your career. It's a severe, severe injury. That's the—that's I'd say that's the last thing on your mind if your leg's being chopped off. Oh well, that's my career gone. So you actually think yeah. the real lightsaber fighting? I, is I a looked thing. it up on Google, Did and you? it said that don't believe everything it says, on the internet, or, Rob. It says although although building Death Stars is impractical, yeah, lightsabers are quite possible. Right. So building now? building a Death Star is impractical. Well, we're not talking about building a Death Star, But why do you need to make a giant moon-sized well, they never space it. station? They never finished it, Rob. To, but, it still had, but it was a fully functioning battle station, as the Emperor showed us, with his lightning beam that would go that's and a, just blow up a whole that's planet. That's a bloody good addition of Escape to the Country. What, what, Death Star. Death, a Death Star. <laughs> what? I don't watch Escape to the Country. Don't you? No. You should do, Rob. It's about but, moving to the country in quieter times in your later life. Yeah. But the they didn't. They didn't. Re- I would have thought they could have come up with a more subtle name as to what their intentions are. <laughs> the like, yeah, so, so this is the Death Star. What does it do? It blows up planets. Um, we're, a- we're building this gun that's so massive it can blow up entire was planets. Why do you do that? Just to be murderous tyrants, huh? Was it as big as the moon? Yeah, that's what it says. It's that they, that's the, exactly the first time they come across it. And uh, Harrison Ford goes, there's a, a small moon up oh, there. small moon. And Obi-Wan Kenobi quite or sort of foreboding, in a foreboding manner, foreshadowing right. manner, says, uh, that's that's no moon. It's a space station. Ta-da! The music comes in and it's right. a tension building. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. So it's pretty amazing, that. Um, but, yeah, you don't need to build... A whole moon just to blow up a planet. You can just we've got, mm. got nukes that can do that. You know, you can shoot them from a long way away. That's yeah. why. That's why they're impractical. However, lightsabers are practical. They, there's a use for them. You know, so things to think about. If COVID becomes some kind of apocalypse situation, yeah. If you can't get your hands on a samurai sword, get a lightsaber. You try, try to think about developing a lightsaber. They're talking about plasma beams or something. Ah, uh, yeah, the yeah. old. Pla- because you can do um, plasma... It's plasma, it's plasma TVs. Yeah, but, but you can do plasma cutting of steel and uh, aluminium and things like that. So when you do laser cutting for uh, manufacturing purposes, mm. it's just a laser that cuts. So if you have that as a handheld portable device, yeah, why not? All right. Anyway, talking of space, Rob. What? I've got to thank Jack Links. Best beef oh, yeah. jerky on the planet. Yeah. It was on special last week in Woolworths. So if you didn't buy two, you missed out. Mm. But just buy it anyway because it's well worth the money yeah. and you know that not only do people on earth eat jack Link's well, beef jerky. i mean i have to say this segue of talking of space right now it's not making any sense you explain to me why talking it's about the people- food of astronauts rob it's the food of astronauts and stormtroopers fortunately you've, you've pieced it together because that was going to be the worst segue of all time you know me rob I'm always speaking there. of dogs i went to uh watch a movie yesterday <laughs> yeah of course you did. It was um, called Junior. It sucked. Yeah, it was a, it was a dog bad, of a movie. A pregnant Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, 100% 
grass-fed New Zealand beef, Rob. Great source of protein. Tastes mm. bloody fantastic. Mm. So please support Jack Link's Beef Jerky. We love them. They love us. And just can't get enough. Mm. I just can't get enough. Uh, what you got coming up, Rob? Uh, well, golf tomorrow. Golf tomorrow? So I've... I'm lining up the break 80 tomorrow. Beautiful. Golf yeah. tomorrow. So That's t- tick good. that box first of all, get it done 2021. Uh, what film are we watching? Ride Like a Girl. Let's, we've or, got to book it in, right? We're booking it or in. John Rambo. No, Ride Like a Girl. That's what we're doing. Okay. Let's book it in. You said you've already seen half. I've already seen half. Anyway, I have to stuff. start again. Apart from that, we will be back next week. Hopefully. No, we will do. More film reviews. I was going to bring in some new segments this week, but we've just managed to talk for two hours again. Oh. As normal. There's no dull spots in this show anymore, Rob. Unfortunately not, no. Uh, we did some reviewing, and New Zealand are actually gold medals in the Summer Olympics. New Zealand are six, six per gold medal per head of capita. So yeah. just in case you're wondering, there's six. So I did get officially zero. You did get officially zero. I'm going to make it easy next week. We're going to thank Jack Leaks Beef Jerky <sighs> for sticking with uh, this great show. This has been episode 186 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. We'll see you next week. You just cut in at the wrong time. Did then. I? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, go. Do it now. <laughs> the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. We will see you next week. Love it.